Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. 9, 10, 11, 12. That's right, it's the dozenth day of September. Not really a word, but it sounds like it, and that's a mighty fine Wednesday for 2012. If you haven't figured it out yet, John McElroy is out of the office, and I'm stepping up for him by sitting down in this comfortable chair you can't see. I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics, bringing you the freshest news that's fit to broadcast. Let's get started, shall we? You know, Alan Mulally is the man. Since leaving Boeing in 2006, his leadership has steered forward from certain tragedy to certified triumph. Now, one of the biggest problems facing the company is choosing somebody to replace him when he decides to step down. At 67 years old, retirement can't be that far off. As the Wall Street Journal reports, the board of directors may be close to announcing a succession plan. As Mr. McElroy predicted more than a year ago in his piece entitled The Race to Replace Alan Mulally, which doesn't seem like it was such a race after all, Mark Fields, Ford's president of the Americas, seems to be the heir apparent. It's reported that as early as tomorrow, he could be promoted to COO, the chief operating officer of Ford. You can bet this is a story we'll be watching very closely as we go forward. A few months back, Peugeot received heavy criticism from the French government over plans to shut down a plant in the country and cut 8,000 jobs in the process. But now the Wall Street Journal reports that a new study commissioned by the French government concludes that the automaker does indeed need to reorganize and cut jobs. While it agrees with the automaker's plan, the report criticized Peugeot for not investing in emerging markets sooner and for focusing on building mid-level cars instead of high-end ones that are far more profitable. The study says this left the company isolated and weak compared to several global competitors. Weight is the enemy of, well, just about everything, whether it's excess fat around your midsection or too much of the old steel in your car's structure. Unnecessary mass affects not just your health, but your vehicle's performance and fuel economy as well. In an effort to trim LBs and cut KGs, those are pounds and kilograms, Autocar Magazine of England reports Volkswagen is working on a limited edition carbon GTI with a heaping help of, you guessed it, lightweight carbon fiber, or fibra, as they spell it in England. Featherweight alloys will be incorporated in the vehicle's architecture. All told, the magazine claims this high fiber diet could drop up to 440 pounds from the Kleiner GTEs, that's GTIs in German, waistline. That would drop the curb weight of the car to around 2,500 pounds. Yeah, I'll believe the 440 pounds once I'm back to a fighting 160 or so. Pounds are important in this episode of AutoLine Daily. And now for some news from once Great Britain. According to the Wall Street Journal, Tata's Jaguar Land Rover unit is making a big investment in the UK. It's pouring about 370 million pounds sterling into factory upgrades to boost output of its UK facilities. Global demands for its luxury offerings are growing and they need to keep pace. The once-criticized PAG acquisition by India's largest automaker is paying off in pounds. And I'm not talking about avoir de poids, or the stuff we were talking about in the last piece. Speaking of Peugeot, the company just introduced the world's first diesel hybrid crossover, the 3008 Hybrid 4. It's powered by a 2-liter diesel engine and supplemented with a 27-kilowatt electric motor. Fuel economy is rated at 3.5 liters per 100 kilometers, which is about 67 miles per gallon. And it can move from 0 to 100 kilometers per hour in 8.5 seconds, so it's like a real vehicle. The 3008 Hybrid 4 is on sale later this month. 
Nissan just unveiled a fuel cell SUV concept called the Terra with some weird capital letters in there and the only lowercase letters the E, go figure. The front wheels are powered by the same electric propulsion system used in the Nissan LEAF and the back wheels feature an in-wheel electric motor arrangement based on prototypes from its PIVO concept. And the inside is just as funky as the outside. The instrument cluster is a tablet like an iPad that you can remove. And the rear seats are staggered so they can be overlapped and brought closer to the center line of the car. This allows the rear seat occupants a better view of the road ahead rather than the back of the driver's head. And although it's just a concept, Nissan says the Terra demonstrates the company is ready to mass produce fuel cell vehicles when hydrogen becomes more available. Join us as we take a peek at what one automaker is doing to alleviate distractions while driving. It's coming up next. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. Distracted driving is today's hot button issue. The prevalence of nav systems, smartphones, MP3 players and the like creates all kinds of opportunities for motorists to take their eyes off the road and their hands off the tiller. But what if you could measure how busy a driver actually is and reduce the potential distractions? Researchers of Ford are doing just that. Well, it means trying to understand how much stress and activity the driver has to undergo to handle a particular driving situation. And then once we can detect that, we can actually do things to keep the driver um, from experiencing even more stress. So for example, we can keep an incoming phone call from being delivered at a time that it might not be useful. We can delay something like maybe a less important message, like a low washer fluid message, so that it doesn't come in while you're in the middle of trying to negotiate a turn. So by, by actually measuring biometrics, by measuring the characteristics of the individual driver, we can tailor the response for, for how a particular person responds. So one person might be very cool under a certain set of circumstances, another person might be a little more flustered, and actually we can use that to estimate the workload. So we have a series of technologies to do that. You can see a graph here, which is actually breaths per minute on the screen, and that's done by a piezoelectric sensor that's embedded in the seatbelt and actually sense your breathing. Um, if we sense rapid breathing in a certain situation, we know that the stress and workload level has elevated. We can do the same thing by measuring heart rate um, or uh, galvanic skin resistance, palm sweat, when you grab the steering wheel. It's fascinating what they're doing here. It does seem a little far off right now. Ford has not mentioned where or when this technology could reach the market, so don't go looking for it in the 2013 Fusion because you ain't going to find it. Sound advice, if I do say so myself, and a sound ending for today's program. Once again, I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics, wishing you a most enjoyable Wednesday, or what's left of it anyway. Why don't you come on back and get some more AutoLine Daily tomorrow, you hear? Goodbye, everybody.